You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show, Bill Ryder with you. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home in a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Thank you for listening. Happy holidays. Let's go to our friend Steve Berline, longtime former NFL quarterback, NFL analyst, joins us now on the show. Steve, what's going on, man? Good morning. Bill, always great to talk to you, man. Thanks for having me. So, rough, um, rough night last night. For Arizona Cardinal fans, we await word on the injury to Kyler Murray. But in a broader sense, Steve, when you look at that Cardinals team, do you think some of the overnight criticism from media, from fans on social media, that this is a dysfunctional organization, is that a fair assessment or is that being a captive of the moment? Uh, you know, I think it, if, I, if I were – you know, being totally honest, I would say it's probably 50-50. I think it's probably a little bit of both. And, uh, you know, I, I played for that organization, and, and uh, I think they are light years ahead of, of where they were when I was there back in the early, mid-'90s. Um, you know, I think that the, the new generation has taken over uh, since Bill Bidwell, uh, the dad, owned the organization, I think has been, you know, monumental. I mean, heck, they've been in a Super Bowl, and um, you know they didn't win it, but they they've been there, and uh, uh, you know they they've been a, a really good football team many years uh, over the last you know fifteen years. So um, you know I, I look at it and I say, you know, it's it's still showing signs of being kind of the same old Cardinals organization with some of the things that happen, some of the decisions that are made, some the way some of the things. Um, that you know that 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 they continue to kind of have the the the, the kind of snake bit bad luck um, things happen to them and um, you know but I but I really believe that they're not far from being a good team and I, I like where they're they're heading. I, I've always had question marks about Kyler Murray when uh, when when he was drafted uh, number one. I, I was like I just I'm not convinced. That, that this guy can do it over time. I didn't think that – I thought, number one, the size was going to be an issue and that maybe he would not hold up over time because of that factor. But, um, you know, obviously the, the knee injuries happen to so many people. If this is what it is, if it's a ACL, um, that's just terrible luck for the organization happening right after the contract, you know, was signed this past off season. But there's, there's going to be a lot of questions about Kyler Murray um, you know, you know, no matter what, no matter which way this this knee injury goes, um, he just hasn't really proven himself yet to be that guy, and uh, it's going to be an uphill battle even more so from here. But as far as the rest of the organization, they've got major decisions to make. What, what's going to happen with Kingsbury? Um, I think it's kind of given if it doesn't turn around significantly in these next four weeks uh, that he is most likely going to be gone, and uh, they'll be starting over again. So. Uh, I feel bad for them. I know there's a lot of good people in the organization, but they're they're kind of snake bitten, and that hasn't changed. Steve Berline here on the show. Steve on the um, on the other side of that that equation last night, New England pretty quietly, at least for for me, ha- has jumped into a, a place of respectability. The the final spot. There's obviously a lot of games to go in that playoff equation in the AFC. They have a unique approach to offense, which is to say one that, that, that hasn't been as successful as in years past when, when a guy named Tom Brady was there and they had an offensive coordinator. But do you think that they are capable of holding on to that playoff berth over the, the rest of the way? Yeah, I love what you just said there when 
when they had an offensive coordinator. Uh, they said, <laughs> that is classic because uh, we were talking about that last week. I can't remember who I was talking to, but it was, you know, they, they got a defensive coordinator as as offensive coordinator. I don't know how, you know, I, I think this is self-inflicted, that part of it, by Bill Belichick, you know, the fact that he named Matt Patricia the offensive coordinator. But I, I also think in many ways this might be one of the best coaching jobs that Bill Belichick has ever done, you know, to have his team in the conversation for the, for the playoffs, um, you know, with a, 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 you know, really young quarterback who's got potential, I think, to be a, 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 a good pro quarterback. I don't know if he's, if the ceiling is there, he's ever going to be a great pro quarterback, but, you know, Mac Jones, I think is a guy that is showing that he can win. Um, now the question is how, how much can he win? And if, if he can, if he can really be that franchise guy, I don't know. But uh, I think the odds are not the odds. The cards, I think, are stacked against him with their current uh, offensive situation. You know, with with Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator, I don't know how they're doing it. And uh, uh, you know, I, I think that I, I, I do not see them. To answer your question, I do not see them holding on to that playoff spot. I think down the last part of the season, they're just not quite strong enough in all three phases to be. Uh, one of the one of the seven teams to get in, but uh, they're they're going to be fighting right to the bitter end. I know that much. Steve, you brought up Patricia, who is a very well respected defensive mind. Had a shot as a head coach, didn't didn't work out. Very close with Bill Belichick and a very bright dude. But but the key here is defensive coordinator, as you know that that's his background. Is it arrogance by Bill Belichick? Is it? Do you have any insight or, or guesswork on why a any coach in the NFL, but certainly a coach of the pedigree and the success and the ability of Bill Belichick would would not just abdicate offensive responsibilities in terms of hiring an offensive guy, but give it to someone who's never – that's not what they do. That's not how they got where they got. Yeah, I, I really have no idea how he came to that decision. And, and you're right from the perspective of, um, you know, a defensive coach, um, you know, who's proven himself – has to know a lot about offense. And, and I can give you a great example. Uh, and I'll keep it brief with this, but, you know, I played for George Seifert um, in the when I was with the Carolina Panthers. And, and George Seifert was a, one of the best defensive coordinators um, in, in the game when he was at his prime there. Um, and he knew a lot. He had some great ideas offensively. I and mean, he came up with some stuff that you were like, wow, what a great idea. I mean, heck, he called a quarterback draw with me at quarterback, and I can't run, uh, on fourth and goal from the five-yard line against the Green Bay Packers. And, and we, 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 it was the last play of the game. We won the game. It was his call, totally his call. But the, the problem is a defensive coordinator who's been his whole career uh, calling defenses and scheming from a defensive perspective, to put him on the other side all of a sudden with no experience, never having done it before, for he's now game-planning and calling plays and uh, thinking like an offensive player, it's almost impossible. Uh, I don't know how he came to that conclusion to get Matt Patricia there and put him in that position, but um, I would be very surprised if this worked out long-term. And um, I I don't think it was arrogance. I I just think he thought Matt Patricia was unique enough of a person to maybe be able to handle it. Um, But but I just don't see it going, um, you know, past this year. Talking to Steve Berline here on the show, Steve. The every game in the NFL is is so weighted with meaning because there are so few of them that 
it can be difficult sometimes to distinguish between the natural highs and lows of a season from a pattern that, that defines a team. With, with that in mind, for you, what is your read on the Miami Dolphins, what you've seen lately, with an eye toward what you think they are and will be to close out this season? Well, I've been incredibly surprised with, with what uh, McDaniel and, and, and Tua and the rest of that team, um, obviously the, the, the big difference makers have been uh, Tyreek Hill and, and uh, Jalen Waddell, uh, the receivers on the outside. But uh, I've been very, very surprised with how, how consistent they have been to this point uh, this year. Um, I've never picked them to be uh, a playoff team throughout the course of this whole thing. I just did, I kept thinking they're just, they, they can't be just, they, they just can't be that good all the way around. Um, but yet they proved me wrong all the way through uh, the course of this season at this point. Now they obviously had a terrible uh, week this past week and, and uh, they're, they're going to be fighting and scratching and clawing to stay in the, in the hunt uh, throughout the course of the rest of the season. But I do see them uh, hanging in there and, and picking up uh, that last playoff spot. Uh, maybe they'll squeeze into the uh, second to last spot in the AFC. But uh, I think they're good enough and they put themselves in position to, uh, to be a playoff team. I don't think they'll get past the first round. But uh, that, what an incredible job that McDaniel has done uh, with that football team to get them to the point they are at this year. With uh, I had the over-under. Uh, set at the number of wins they're at right now. And, uh, you know, I just didn't see them being a, a team that could get much past uh, 500. And uh, they've been proving me wrong. And I, I think it's been a fantastic job. And Tua stepping up and showing that he can do it on a regular basis. Uh, I think that's incredibly impressive. I think he can play quarterback in this league. But I think these last uh, four weeks of the season are going to be very challenging for the Dolphins and for Tua because – as it turns cold, and in that division with everything that's at stake, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be hard for them to hang on and keep at that level. Steve, no, no quarterbacks in the history of the NFL have had Tom Brady's career other than Tom Brady. But you, you played in the NFL, you know what it's like to compete, you know what it's like to win, and you know what it's like to feel like something got away from you. What did you make of uh, that young man who picked off Brady, asking Brady for, for an autograph of that ball after the game? <laughs> well. I think uh, I think that's that's a smart kid uh, to do that. <laughs> understanding the the significance of that football. I mean, not many people have those, and this for sure. Uh, and I've said this I think uh, five times now. This, but this for sure is going to be Tom Brady's last year. <laughs> and I I think I'm right this year. Uh, and and I think most people agree it's it's time. Uh, the frustration and the other things that have built up, and I think physically. Uh, you can see the toll being taken on him. Um, you know, Tom, Tom I, in my opinion, he should have uh, stuck with his retirement last year. I thought he was playing with fire to try to come back and get one more year in terms of uh, what he had accomplished and going out on a on a decent note. And uh, this is going to be, uh, you know, they, they very well may end up winning that division just because it's so bad uh, right now. But um, this is not the way Tom Brady wanted to go out, but, he will still be remembered as the greatest and everything that he's done to this point obviously should not be tarnished at all. But uh, the frustration level is very high. I do expect him to play better uh, before the season ends and uh, uh, he'll step up and, and, and still, you know, do some, some Tom Brady type things and keep his team in the playoff 
uh, mix, and, and they'll they'll win that division. But uh, I think that's about as good as it gets for them. And um, you know, but but you know, the the, the, the conversation with Blake Purdy uh, after the game as well, the the rookie quarterback for the Niners, that was that was classic, and you could see how how much in awe Purdy was of of being able to sit there and and uh, you know shake Tom Brady's hand, talk to him after actually beating him. Uh, that's pretty pretty impressive, kid, and uh, happy for him as well. Yeah, what a, it was, what a, it, it was, a, it was an interesting game and, and a series of class acts from from, from Tom Brady. Uh, Steve Berline, as always, man, love having you on. Appreciate appreciate the time. You got it, Bill. Anytime, buddy. Thanks. Thank you, man. Steve Berline, great interview. Good guy. He thinks Tom Brady's going to be done. He needs to be done. It's over, D Cell. Give up the ghost. I don't think he's done. I, don't. I don't think he's done playing. I think he's back for at least one more season, and it won't be in Tampa Bay. I mean, it's already looking ugly, and so like it, it, it's it, the odds that it just gets uglier become higher and higher the longer this guy goes. All right. Well, Mr. Monday is back. He, uh, Andrew Bogus is going to be with us, and we're going to do a little uh, little buyer sell. And I've got another social dilemma. I do, Diesel. The guys are going to help me figure it out next here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Sometimes producers like Tom DeCelestino will send messages with the music they play. Diesel, is there a message behind No More Drama? Uh, you know what? Yeah. Let's all yeah. be friends. Let's all get along. Like, huh. like this... It's the holiday season. We all get along. I mean, be nicer to you. What, what, where's the we all what, friendship reigns, bro? Yeah, be nicer to me. Be nicer to each other. Bogish, be nice to me. You let, let's just embrace friendship. Isn't no more drama about someone basically saying "Go to hell"? I'm done with you. Uh, probably, but I'm gonna skew it to where we can all just be friends again. Bogish, are you ready to embrace D Cell as your as your bosom buddy? I've I've never not been ready to embrace that. Um, I've got another social dilemma. I screwed up on bringing the ball the wine. Can you guys? Do you guys? Do you guys want to give me some some advice on this too? Uh, yes. And as you know, you can really tell me and Bogus really have our shocked faces right now. You and another social dilemma just doesn't really track for us. Well, I've got this. There's this guy. His name is Rick. He's a former boss of mine, changed my life, sort of like gave me my, you know, we all have sort of our, our big breaks. The best human being I've ever worked for, one of the best human beings I've ever been around. Lori and I, he's in L.A., I don't work for him anymore, I haven't worked for him in a long time, but he, he's a friend now, mentor. Lori and I will have dinner with he and his wife maybe every two months, and I got, so I got this package in the mail the other day, a huge box, and we're getting all kinds of boxes and PR agencies will send me stuff sometimes, and NBA teams will send stuff when they want you to vote for their guys. And I got this, and I opened this crate, and it's a big old, it's a big old um like wooden box. It says olive and cocoa. Do you guys know what this is? You familiar with this? Uh, not even a little bit. Olive well, and cocoa. Yeah, I didn't know what it was either. It's a gift box. I open it, and it's full of chocolate, and 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 goodies, and there's caramel and salsa and there's a it's a huge box like a huge gift box can't imagine what it cost 
Look, here, you guys, I mean, the listener can't see me. Like, here's some chocolate that, that, that I brought to the studio today. And it's a note from Rick. And Hillary says, we love you guys. Happy holidays. Love, Rick and Hillary. I didn't send them anything. Are we supposed to be sending <laughs> gift boxes now? This is so I, good. I told you. Gift boxes to people? I told you to send flowers last week. One of the days I was here, this I said a different send guy. flowers. <laughs> this is a different person. Same thing. He I just give gifts too. to everybody? Yeah. How much money does this cost? A lot. That looks fancy. A lot. The The box is, it's a wood crate. It's, if you took a shoe box, like a big shoe box, like a size 12 shoe box, and then you multiplied it by four, that is what we would have on our, it's huge. Here's what you do, and this is going to go down a terrible path, and I'm a bad person, but here's what you do. You don't send a thank you card for the very thoughtful gift. The yeah. next time you see Rick and his lovely family, and he says, hey, Bill, Lori, did you guys get that uh, holiday package we sent? You pretend, no, Rick, we, we didn't get anything. What is wrong with you, man? But yeah. he, that's what you do if you're not going to get a, a present in return. Here's pretend my pretend like you didn't get it. What if I pick up dinner next time? What if we? What if I schedule us at a nice dinner? Yes, and then I pick up dinner. Right, because you can't send a similar thing now because that's you're just playing catch up. So you got to put it on the either do the dinner thing in a couple of months, or you've got to remember that next December you've got to send so them something. This is where you're going to judge me. I may have withheld some information. Okay. This is not the first gift. But I'm a bad guy. But I'm a bad guy. But it's the biggest. It's like this time it's huge. No, so you gotta if they've done it once, you've gotta you've gotta reciprocate into the following years. You can't just keep taking gifts from them. (laughs) You just pretend you didn't get anything every single year. It's fine. It's fine. There's a precedent here. This is not the first holiday season that you that they've gotten you a gift. And you have not got one in return. Just don't, play it off. You didn't get anything. Don't they sent it to the wrong house, Rick. I don't know what happened. Don't listen to the guy that doesn't help lost strangers. He's knee deep in this. This is no, not with the you, first Andrew. one. What I hate is I've already followed his advice on accident. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to not acknowledge it. But do you guys send, do you go and spend money on Gift boxes to send to people in your life. No, I still have to get my wife, and I hope she's not listening. I still have to get Christmas presents. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm getting my right. wife for Christmas yet, let alone get it. I, I'm, I, no joke, my on my screen back in the room are ideas. So I actually like got the package, and it just said return address Olive and Coco, and my heart dropped. I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be a gift box from Rick. And I I googled Olive and Coco, hoping it was um, you know. Something that I would open and be a work thing, but then I, I realized quickly that it's all the stuff's amazing too. All you gotta do is pretend you didn't get it. It's too late. I sent him a thank you note. I sent him a thank you photo. Like you're the best. Dinner on me next time. Can't wait to see you guys. Love you guys. So if you're gonna ask for my advice and then not use it, I, like I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. <laughs> I guess what I'm at. Do do people send? Is this is this? This is an amazing human being. So I feel like maybe he's at a level of, of awesomeness. That, that What I want to hear is, Bill, this is, he's a saint. Don't worry about it. 
Uh, Bill, he's a saint. Don't worry about it. Now we do I'm receive. Looking at Andrew, I really don't want your. I really. I'm including you out of politeness. <laughs> we do receive some holiday packages from uh, family and friends. Now I assume my wife, in return, has already sent that stuff out. I have no idea if if we send any of that stuff. I'm assuming we do, but we don't to, even do Christmas cards. We forget. Which, by the way, uh, you should be getting mine any day now. Happy holidays. Did, are, is your picture? Because last year's big thing was. Uh, Diesel refused to be on his own picture, his own Christmas card, and we thought it was weird. Yeah. I thought it was weird. Uh, there are several pictures again this year. I appear in one of them. Good. You're in there. All right. I guess you'll have to just tell me what your card looks like. Bogus, do you send out Christmas cards? <laughs> uh, my wife does, yes. She does? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll wait I'll, I'll wait then before we, we put the collage together. The final collage. <laughs> I'll give you mine next Monday. I'm really that's glad. What, that's what Mondays are for. <laughs> Gotta get those I'm Christmas really glad cards all three of us are back together. You can just tell like, the I friendship. Missed, yeah, yeah. I missed you guys, man. Likewise, missed, all around. Missed one of you more though. <laughs> let's um, let's do by ourselves. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. Diesel, I have a question for you. Buy or Sell, but a good nickname for Bogus going forward is Mr. Monday. Buy. Okay. I can tell by his... uh, And I can be Mr. July. Buy. It all comes together. This is actually one scenario where I'm not getting a nickname. This is great. This never happens. Hey, Pretty Daddy, we got you. <laughs> you don't need any more nicknames, Eeyore. <laughs> oh, you went dark. You went hard of darkness. It always comes back to me. Let's get to some NFL here. Over the past few weeks, free agent Odell Beckham Jr. has visited three teams, the Giants, the Bills, and the Cowboys. Two of those teams have now brought in veteran wide receivers not named OBJ. Buffalo reunited with Cole Beasley earlier this morning while the Cowboys announced yesterday that they signed T.Y. Hilton. This, of course, coming on the heels of OBJ saying he didn't see the point in playing in the regular season. Buy or sell OBJ signing with any team this season? I'm going to sell. Either of you want to put some money the other way? I think he'd be a Cowboy by now if he could play this year. So I'm going to say no. Sell. Sell. Do you guys think him saying there's no point in playing the regular season is because he's hiding behind the fact that his knee is not ready to go? I just think the guy's an egomaniac who is going to say whatever he thinks he needs to say to make him look like he's valuable and there's a reason that people won't sign him. Like the dude signed with the Rams midway last year, got hurt during the Super Bowl, and now he thinks he's so valuable that there's no need to play in the regular season. Just let me play in the playoffs when it actually matters. Like, give me a break. Given their need and Andy Reid's tendency to take anybody, buy or sell your surprise he hasn't been linked to the Chiefs yet. Buy. I don't think they should sign him, but I am surprised that they right. haven't at least sat down with him to talk about it. Me too. All right. Now, speaking of wide receivers, the 49ers announced yesterday that Debo Samuel is expected to return before the end of the regular season after spraining his MCL and his ankle in their win over the Bucks on Sunday. Buy or sell, Bill, that Debo Samuel is more important to the 49ers' success than whoever is playing quarterback. Ooh. That's a great question. 
Uh, thank you. I'm gonna sell. Sell. Only because I think whoever's playing quarterback is more of an extension of Kyle Shanahan's excellence than whoever fits in at wide receiver slash do other stuff. Bogus, you look you look like you disagree. No, I'm just trying to how do I word this correctly? Everything D Cell thought that uh the dude in New England was. Uh Bailey Zappi. He's my I kind of feel about Brock Purdy. That's so, okay. You can embrace it. He wasn't a high draft pick. That's okay. But but what what isn't the difference possibly not the quarterback but the person pulling the strings? Yeah, and the people are, and the people around him, which you know the plays which allow Purdy right. different avenues and whatnot. But last week this time, I was sitting here going, there was a reason why he was the last pick in the draft and nobody wanted him. And he plays one good game, and I'm like, well, this is how D stuff out about Bailey Zappi. Okay, I get it now. I'm I mean, gonna take that right, as an it apology. It was one good half, not one good game, too. He's right. It was one good half. I'm taking it as an apology. I accept. Don't say anything else. I accept. Me and you are good now. Consider sell. this my Christmas card to you. I just but sell for on his behalf. Sell. <laughs> All right. This your apology. That was good. I mean, didn't it sound like one? That's that's the most I've ever gotten from him. This is what you're missing on Mondays, pal. This is the <laughs> magic you're turning away from. It's why I stay home on Mondays. I'm very forgiving <laughs> mood on yep. Mondays. It's not good for me to be here around you. It explains why you also tried to be gone today. Just didn't, in case. A little buffer. Didn't work out. No. What do you do with your three-day weekends? Are you just like, you just doing straight sleep? Are you sleep? I would sleep. Uh, there was some sleeping, yes. There was some sleeping. It's nice to be able to watch football at a leisurely pace on Sunday afternoon. Not having to watch everything, be taking notes, charting things. It's nice to just be a fan. I do appreciate that. You have charts? Like a bar graph or uh, I, mean, I do graph? have what like I keep I keep there. notes for updates on Monday morning, so to not have to do that is helpful, yeah. Wow. That's impressive. I try to be somewhat professional at times, Tiso. You just don't catch the highlights? No, I figure the highlights don't tell the entire picture of the most important games. I try to watch as many as possible. I, yeah. I wish the audience could see the look of confusion on Tom's face right now. <laughs> I thought that's what everybody did. Just watch the highlights and see the important part of the game. <laughs> Rather than you, based on the highlights. <laughs> as far as I can tell. <laughs> soccer! Let's get to some soccer here. Argentina takes on Croatia today at 2 p.m. Eastern in the first semifinals match while France plays Morocco tomorrow. Buy or sell, Bill. Argentina beating Croatia today, and your guy, Lionel Messi, winning the World Cup. He's going to do it. I'm going to buy it, even though. Buy. I think there's a strong argument if you it, that the worst team left in the World Cup is actually Argentina. I don't think Argentina looks that good. I don't think they they played really well. A couple years ago, in the lead up to this thing, they played really well at hell a few months ago. Like all the, all the matches before the World Cup, I think they were on a twenty-six match win streak. I don't, Bogus. You tell me. I think Morocco's incredibly well organized and well coached. I think France is the talented juggernaut that actually plays at a really high level with a guy like Mbappe, who's probably going to be an all-time great. Maybe already is, even though he's twenty-three. Croatia's grossly underrated, but they were a World Cup finalist four years ago, and. Modric is is a Ballon d'Or winner. Is one of only four who I think are still around. I I don't think Argentina have looked very good outside of Messi's magic.
Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's hard for me to say that Morocco is better than Argentina. Morocco's an amazing story. Spain and Portugal back-to-back. Different set of guys through injuries on the back end, shutting down those two offenses. I think they've only, they've only given up one goal, right? And it's been, it was an own goal? Own goal. So they haven't like truly been beaten yet by anybody. But I still think Argentina is better than them. We get into Croatia, and Fran- they're certainly not France. So then the competition then is Croatia. So now we're just kind of splitting hairs here. But, I mean, this whole time you've been dragging me into to the messy angle, and now I you're mean, telling me that I should no, they're I gonna win. care? I'm tell- I do care. They're going to win the whole thing. I'm telling you they're going to win the whole damn thing, to quote Major League. But now they're Cinderella, Argentina? They're not Cinderella. They just, it reminds me of watching Barcelona with Messi. These guys are doing this sort of weird fear. We can rely on Messi. I, they are more They are more talented than, than Morocco. They're more capable than many of these teams, but they're not well coached. And they have, been, there's this sort of, and I'm sure it's like playing with Jordan, right? There's just this weird thing where, where Argentina has, I think a lot of these guys take their foot off the pedal and assume, and it's been correctly assumed, that Messi's going to bail them out. Is that guy... You know, is that how you guys feel about me? Like I'm messy. I'm Jordan. No, different messy. <laughs> you could sell. You could. Have you ever heard so. of a guy named Ricky Puig? Uh, no, no. You're the Ricky Puig of Sports Talk Radio. Got it. I'm gonna assume that that's Cute, an insult and a put adorable, down. Adorable, angry, underappreciated. And really kind of gets in their own way with the things they say when they have all the talent in the world. <laughs> got it. Got it. Let's get to some college. Also now in MLS. Let's get to some college basketball right. here. Texas Longhorns basketball head coach Chris Beard was arrested early yesterday morning for assault on a family or household member in which their breath was impeded. It's a third degree felony. Now we've come to learn the assault occurred against Beard's fiance. She told police in an affidavit, quote, He choked me, bit me, bruises all over my leg, throwing me around and going nuts, end quote. This after she said she broke Beard's glasses during an argument. Texas has suspended Chris Beard until further notice without pay. My question to you, Bill, buy or sell Chris Beard ever coaching college basketball again if he's proven guilty of these charges? I mean, you never know. I don't think Joe Mixon should be in the NFL. I don't think Deshaun Watson should be playing right now. So sell that I that if these charges are true, sell that I think that the guy should coach. Now, will he? Almost certainly. It just feels like barring going to prison, and there is a 10-year, I think, possible sentence for if these allegations are accurate. But let's be honest. Like, really powerful, rich, wealthy, in this case, famous, successful people don't have a much higher rate of success in the criminal justice system than than Joe Schmo. I mean, he's one of the top five coaches in the sport right now. Like, this, 100%. Is, this is like rocking the college basketball world right now. I mean, and Maybe they is. stole him out of Texas Tech yeah. after their title game run. And they're good. Right. I mean, they're... It's... When it comes to... And someone on Twitter, some people on Twitter get, were, were coming at me, some Browns fans, for you haven't gone after Chris Beard the way you should Deshaun Watson. Well... It's 30 seconds into the story, right? Not many, 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 many months. And it's a single accusation. Ver- now, if 30 other accusations come out about very similar behavior with Chris Beard, I'm immediately, personally, even without having to go through the judicial process, saying the guy, at a minimum, shouldn't play until it's resolved or coach and, and shouldn't at all. 
It's one. It's I don't know what happened. It's one domestic violence incident. So if, if it's a if it's an accurate, an actual, the allegation is is true, then of course the guy should be punished, and all of us, all three of us, would lose our jobs. And we, I mean, the three of us would probably lose our jobs based on the accusation alone, wouldn't we? Um, I think Cell and I would. I don't know that you if you would. I don't know, dude. I think I would. You might get I, the quicker. Now it took them. In my mind, it took Texas too long to suspend him yesterday. Like, we went three, four hours yes. knowing he had been arrested with a game approaching, at, I think, a seven local time tip. And they did not, for a while, say he's not coaching tonight. I think you'd get a similar Don't initial reaction. Don't we have to allow them, though, the opportunity to get the facts of why he was arrested? Um, no, you can say he's Just not coaching suspended. tonight immediately. You, you so can't go they... from being booked in jail. To coaching that night, no matter what. For and, and look, it's not. I'm not saying DUI is okay. It's not DUI. This is a, a felony accusation of assault in a home. Now, the other thing that I think is important is like for most of us that are normal people, these things aren't okay. But you're not thinking every day of your life under the context of if I do something stupid, I'm going to lose my job. It's public. I can tell you the people in Chris Beard's situation do. And I, when I was working at Fox Sports One with all these super, super famous rich athletes and former athletes, several of them would talk about the fact that we would go get drinks at a bar, the whole crew after the show, and a few of them, household names, would never drink in public. If you want to get a beer with them, you had to go to their place or hang out in the green room. And the reason they explained was, I remember one guy in particular said, I can't go to, if, if someone just comes up to me and pushes me, and then later says that I pushed them, right? Anything happens... It damages my sponsorships. It damages my... Like, I can't unring that bell. So, again, not to accuse Chris Beard of something. I don't have the info. For this to get to the point where it did, with him clearly knowing the consequences, to me, make me very skeptical this is a misunderstanding. That's just me. That's it. We're done. That's that's buy or sell. That's all of it. That's a Tuesday edition of buy or sell. Not a Monday edition, Bogus. Tuesday. Are, Bo- Bogus, are you are you in the are you at the are you online shopping for Christmas now? Are you in person? Do you guys have a balance? Because I only want to shop in person. I think I might have to do in person because I don't know if I have enough time here for shipping. Yeah, I don't want to pay extra. Yep, that's the problem. Now we've hit that purgatory spot where you're like in you're in limbo here where you can't necessarily get something to you by next weekend without paying extra. Uh, my son got on Amazon and looked at stuff and asked Santa for a $4,000 something. <laughs> Did I tell the story? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I had to sit down and give him the talk about, hey, man, when Daddy was younger, Daddy's family didn't have any money, and this was sort of how life worked. And and he he's like, are we not getting presents? I'm like, we're getting presents. <laughs> but we got to operate in this thing we like to call reality. <laughs> What are the kids these days? What do you get? What do you get, Will, for his first birthday, where he can kind of unwrap the stuff himself? These presents were fun to shop for. I came up with a bunch of ideas. Uh, my wife approved of most of them. All right. So I got some of them with her not knowing. I hope she's not listening. Uh, we got a, a lot of the uh, Fisher Price sports items. We got the little basketball Cute. hoop. We got the tee. We got the bat. Uh, he got his first set of Hot Wheels cars. A little Spider Man tablet. Yeah, those those the fun ideas were mine. I'm sure my wife went more practical, like you know, like 
things he actually needs, like clothes. Mm. Yeah. I wish we lived in the same area because I would give you all of Henry's clothes and toys. We, I mean, like, I'm a big fan of the hand-me-down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why throw this stuff away? Absolutely. You could mail well, it to him. That takes effort and work and money. and That's true. <laughs> What is this, a gift box? Oh, I'll send you a gift box <laughs> with a lot of hand-me-downs. There you go, and I don't have a gift box for you in return. Look at that. Um, do you want the last word, Andrew? I feel like I feel No, no, like I'm good. Thank you very much for having in. me, guys. It's great to be here. It's great to have you, Mr. Yeah. Monday. I love Do you want to bite that lip. I like it. When you're mad at your wife, do you bite the lip, too? It's such a tell. I just walk away. <laughs> you just walk away? Yeah. You guys don't fight. Not that much. Not like okay. me and D-Cell. <laughs> or you and me. That's real love right there is what that is. <laughs> and someone on Twitter said I took a shot at DA. I don't think I did. But I guess the timestamp is there. So that'll be looking forward to Wednesday. Let's um let's do a basket bill here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Happy Tuesday. Good to have the guys back in the mix together. Defensive player. Of the, you know, I, I wonder if we should rank us each show, one, two, and three at the end of the show. I'd, I'd finish third. I'm, I'd be the. I'd finish last. I don't think that's true, but it's your rules. You're second, bro. Watch it. My <laughs> rule. Why are they my rules? Uh, the show has your name on it. I think they should be your rules. Oh, that's great. Let's change everything. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD veterans and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Uh, Philadelphia veteran defensive end Brandon Graham turned back the clock on Sunday. Clock went backwards in the Eagles' win over the Giants, picking up three sacks while also forcing a fumble. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union. Let's move the clock forward again. Doot, 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 doot. As you were reading that, I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> what do you mean? I love that expression. Do we have even time for basketball? I feel like every time I screw this up. Yeah, we got time. Let's do it. Bill Ryder has the NBA takes you need to hear. This is Bass Kit Bill. Kawhi Leonard's good at basketball at the end. Just kidding, sort of. Uh, huge win yesterday for the Clippers against a Celtics team that is incredible. Kawhi made 10 of the 12 shots that he took. He hit a couple three-pointers. He had 25 points, nine rebounds, six assists. It was an all-around performance and a reminder that this is one of the best players of all time when, and it's when he can stay healthy on the floor. Until LeBron James, no player had ever been a two-time MVP with in the finals with, with two different teams and then move to a contender. And LeBron obviously has been the finals MVP three different times with three different teams. But Kawhi's in that level. He's in that range. Had he played more consistently, he'd be in the conversation as a top 15 player in the history of the game. He'd be up there with Durant as, okay, not top five, but man, where do you put him? He's out there now. He's playing minutes. I know he hasn't stayed healthy, but if he can and if he does, his presence on any team, especially paired with Paul George and what they have here in L.A., makes them an absolute contender. And that statement game against the Celtics, a Celtics team that is a legit, legit team as an argument for the best team in the NBA, that win by Kawhi and Co. is a reminder. When Kawhi Leonard's on a team, they're a contender because his all-time greatness is literally that real. Do not sleep on Kawhi, even if he's missed a whole bunch of time over the last several years. And that was Bass Kit 
Bill. I like the bat. I like the end. I like. I like. I like. It sounds right. It's my favorite imaging we have on the show. I love it more than bum of the week. More than bum of the week. It's past it. I know you love bum of the week. Bum of the week is up there. This is the best one we have. I do like that you detest me. I mean, it's really nice work by Doug. But a basket bill. We put together a list of names for that segment. <laughs> Sent them to you and the boss. None of them were impressive. <laughs> I think I even put under every, after name, a little comment. I think the comment under yes. basketball was, ha ha, but I'm not really serious or something like that. I think all of mine were, I'm sorry, in parentheses. <laughs> yeah, they were. Everybody loves the basketball. I mean, it's amazing we found another way to turn my name into into some kind of pun. Just when you think we can't find another one. Too many versions of Writer's Block. I had a TV show called Writer's Block. I had a segment on Fox called Writer's Block. I had a column at two different places called Writer's Block. I get it. Writer's Block. People love it. People in management love it. Love. Love the play And it's like they've never heard it before. Wait, wait. I got it. I got it. We'll call it Writer's Block. So I probably shouldn't bring up a competitor, but, but Colin Cowherd once told me to do a segment called The Bill of Rights that I did. And Klug hated it. You hate it. Everyone else, like, I I thought it was my show, my rules. You, you guys won't even put the imaging together. The <laughs> Bill of Rights. And it was just me listing stuff I like. I like chocolate pudding. <laughs> Literally. I put syrup on my bacon. <laughs> Bill of Rights. There's. Uh, we could try it. We could try it again. Oh, I have your permission now? <laughs> it's good to have you back, buddy. Are you here all week? I am here all week. I even work on Mondays. Just you're not gonna yesterday. work. Mo- Bogus didn't like that little joke. No, I don't. I don't think so. The people know when you're not around. You're on the air. We got to address it. I love unlimited vacation. Let's do this. Let's uh, come back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. I'm Bill Ryder. We'll see you back tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio.